Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg Past and Present on History.org. This is Behind the Scenes. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. Today I'm talking with Bill Kelso, who is Director of Archaeology for the Jamestown Rediscovery Project. Bill's work is highlighted in the October 11th electronic field trip, Jamestown Unearthed, a program that examines how new discoveries and evolving technologies continue to improve our understanding of the past. I am, I don't want to say lucky, but I think for the 400th anniversary of Jamestown, finding the site of the original fort probably as, was as fortuitous as anything you could have come across. Has that really much improved your knowledge of what Jamestown was, where it was? Who, who was it, the golfer that said the, the more he practices, the more luckier he gets? Yes. I think there was a lot. Of, yeah, I, mean, I feel very fortunate that that happened when it did. But 18 years ago, I started working towards 2007 and hoping that there would be discovery like this. And uh, the fact that there's so much left of the original 1607 fort site, however, is a great piece of luck. I, I, uh, I had a... I, from Newport News. I've grown up in this area. But we always were told that it was somewhere under the James River and you were never ever going to find it because it had been washed away. And I, uh, I guess I believed it because everybody did. Right. And the first time I visited Jamestown, it's been over 40 years ago, um, uh, there was an interpreter there on the shore and I said, I'd like to stand in the fort and he points out to the river and he said, it's gone. You know, so. But it was clear that there was, uh, even to me then, I wasn't an archaeologist, but it was clear to me that there was this piece of ground that actually shaped like a triangle, which is what the fort's shaped like, uh, had not been investigated. Uh, and so that just sort of stuck in the back of my mind, hopefully someday, maybe later, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and then reading all the eyewitness accounts, um, there was a hint that that this could be in the vicinity of, of the church. Uh, and that's the one piece of Jamestown that's above ground, is the church tower. Uh, and so I, I've always, that always sort of attracted me. Uh, and then to go on, I'll just say that I read a book uh, that was written by a man by the name of Ivor Noel Hume, who, who also said that he thought they were in the vicinity of the church or uh, close to it, there might be some remains of that, of that fort. So I believed him. <laughs> Good. Uh, now that you know the basic outline of, of the fort, and you are checking, if I've read the articles correctly, you were checking into a, what was a well because people threw things and wells and got rid. Have you discovered a, a, a lot that you didn't know, have, or have you just refined the knowledge that you had, or uh, where are you? <laughs> Oh, there, there's tremendous, tremendous about that wasn't known before. Like, where was the fort, for mm -hmm. example? You know, and there it is, as you mentioned. Uh, and then, what was the plan? What was the town plan? Let's say the first town plan within this gated community. If you want to look at it that way. Uh, and it, you know, there's there's uh, in the water source. You look at a well. Yes, we wanted to find artifacts, and we knew that uh, it would give us well-preserved uh, environment to find these things. But also, there was—it's uh, unclear, you know—what was the what, the major thing that, that uh, attacked everyone and, and made them die, you know, in those first few years. One of which was that they were blamed on wells, and so uh, we wanted to check and uh, and and 
take the, the written documents and and uh, and so use I'll use this term ground truth them you know mm-hmm. um, and that's why and I've written a book called Jamestown the buried truth because that's one way of refining what words say and history is words about words uh, and uh, and refining that or giving a, another um, another play on what the, uh, the descriptions have been of Jamestown, which is basically almost sounds like the lost colony. It sounds like it's failed, you know, a lot of historians say. So let's, we'll see what we can find in the ground and uh, that, that would, would help uh, understand what it was like to be at Jamestown, really, you know, with reality. And um, that's what we've been able to do, I think. Can you tell from artifacts and digging and, and things that you do, what the diseases were that killed people in those days? We can't pinpoint diseases, but we, you, can, you can look at, at stress from studying burials, for example. You can see uh, where there's malnutrition, uh, and you can also, of course, find uh, 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 evidence of trauma uh, and also sometimes cause of death. As we have found one burial of a man that was killed with a gunshot wound, mm-hmm. another one of a boy that was killed with an Indian arrow, you know, and that's clear in the, in the evidence that's left in the graves. Uh, and, but we can test the water uh, and in the original wells, and it, it ought to be even more polluted today than it was then, see, and, and we find in there fresh so far. We found oh. two wells. Uh, so I think they... In some ways, the, the description saying that the wells were killing people was escape. They were using them as a scapegoat, and that really there were a lot of political mistakes going on uh, by the leaders, and, and you know, and they would gloss over that by saying, "Well, the water's bad. It's not my fault." Yeah. <laughs> Why does that sound so familiar? Right. <laughs> not my fault. I was talking to a doctor who suggested that the problem with knowing what was killing people as regards fevers is there were no diagnosticians at Jamestown who had the skills to be able to say this is typhoid and this is malaria and this is this and this is that. They just said it's the fever and that sort of did for everything. And they, uh, it wasn't that they didn't care, it was that they didn't have the knowledge. Does that make sense? Well, the records indicate there were surgeons and pharmacists and uh, and, and other what was the other one called a surgeon and doctors, I guess, uh, three different types, and um, they had some knowledge of what was going on. In fact, we found evidence of, of an operation uh, that where uh, a man had been uh, hit with, I think, a stone axe. It seems that that's what it looks like on the bone. Uh, and then there was a uh, an attempt to relieve the pressure by drilling a hole in the skull, uh, and although it looked like the man died anyway. Yes. And then there was an autopsy after that. But um, so they this is the very very yeah um, stone age of, of of modern medicine, but it's it's beginning. You know, there's, there were people that were studying it, and so. Uh, but as far as the diseases go, there were. Descriptions that give different symptoms. So I think they they understood that there was more than one one uh, way you can you can go uh, from disease. Yeah, well, it seems at Jamestown, almost everybody went from something. Some test. Well, yeah, old age too. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. 
Oh yeah, they, they, they were men called the ancient planters, and they were living into the 1620s, uh, who were original settlers. You know? And, that, and, and they, some of these uh, uh, classes that were here were living longer at Jamestown than they were in London. London was just a mess. Oh yeah, London was a filthy place. Yeah, and, uh, and so you know, uh, Jamestown must have looked like you know, a pretty good option, even though you have to get on one of those ships and you know, spend you know, half a year getting here. I don't know. If, if you have some chance of success in Jamestown and no chance of success if you're of the lower classes in London, ship's not such a bad alternative. You, you know. No, I don't think so. I, and, and once uh, the real key to the success was when people could get land of their own. At first, you went over and you had to work for the company. You know, and that, I think that, that did rob a lot of incentive of everybody, and especially since they weren't finding quick rich like gold. Uh, but later on, the, the goal is the land, and once people could get land for, for taking a chance to get on that ship, just to get to Virginia, uh, whereas in, in England they had no chance uh, of land, uh, that they couldn't get enough ships to, to bring the people that wanted to come. I've always uh, been mildly curious, as bad as things were in Jamestown, and they must have been bad to some degree for all those people to die, people still wanted to come. And I figured out that it had to be, here you had a chance. Maybe not a good chance, but a chance. Yeah, I think, and I written a book, I start out, the, the American dream begins here. You know, they're called, there is that chance. People are still climbing through the borders, and, you know, there's a, there is this this opportunity that apparently you don't have most uh, or most of the rest of the world here mm -hmm. uh, and it's still it's still open for that and uh and it, even that being said the there were people coming just for the for the say, sheer adventure of going to this almost in an analogy say going to the moon you know mm -hmm. like we would today they were going to the sun now yeah. hi uh do you think john smith was an adventurer uh, there's no doubt that he, uh, you know, lived uh, on the edge <laughs> at all times. I mean, what edge you go in, you know, to into uh, Eastern Europe and, you know, fight the Turks before he came to Jamestown. He goes to Jamestown and he, he almost uh, loses his life. And then he goes back to England. And then the next thing you know, he's on a ship and he's the admiral of New England. And yeah, he he was a driven guy to to take risks. There's no question about that. A very impressive person. In uh, one book I've read about Jamestown. It talks about John Smith's gunpowder accident where he burned himself pretty badly. That it might not have been an accident. Somebody might disliked him enough to uh, set his gunpowder patch alight, but that strikes me as kind of a hard way to, you know, you could shoot somebody easier than that. Yeah, I, the way, I mean, he wrote the account of it happening, you know, and I, I don't know why he wouldn't he wouldn't accuse somebody because yeah. he seemed to be not holding back in other ways. You know, or accusing the first president got rid of him was you know the first impeachment in America. He was not a guy to mince words. It seems, at least the ones he wrote. Mm -hmm. So we, we got to. That's what we have. What would you like to find if you could walk out the door tomorrow morning and stumble across your dream? What would you stumble across? The cannon. <laughs> I've taken so much grief for that. You know, where's the cannon? You know, every if you have a four, you got to have a cannon. 
We found cannonballs. We found gunpowder, I think. You know, everything but cannon. And all the equipment that goes with, with working a cannon, but no cannon. I think that, I mean, that's just something that, it's probably not here, though. I think they were removed and used, to, used elsewhere. But who knows? We've got 40%, at least, well, we've only excavated 40% of the interior of the fort so far. I mean, so we're only not even half done. Let's see. But in, uh, in 16, 10, 11, when there was a, a, abandoned the fort for a day or an afternoon or whatever it was, did they not bury the cannon outside one of the gates? I'm not sure if they said actually, well, they, they buried their arms. Yeah, I suppose the cannon would go, yeah. And now, outside the gate, that's another neat thing that we found. We, we found a main gate, but it's, it's actually on the wet, away. It, it doesn't look like it faces the river, but they said the main gate faces the river. Mm -hmm. At least straight ahead, straight to the south of the rivers. But it's clear that they, their main landing point was at a, in a different direction. And the river, of course, is there. It's where the channel touched the land. So, it, you know, and we've excavated there, so there, there's no, there are no trenches and moats, and I don't think they would have had time to bury cannon. I hate to say this, but it just, just popped into my head. Uh, the fort did not go under the James, as we all believed when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Maybe the cannon did. Maybe. Well, uh, I don't know. We've done, uh, we've done some a little electronic work up and down the shore, too, and there's, a cannon would light up like a, you know, a candle. And it, it, on the machine, and it, there's not, it, I don't think it's there. That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. The electronic field trip, Jamestown Unearthed, airs October 11th on local public broadcasting stations and on history.org slash trips. For future podcasts, check history.org often. We'll post more for you to download and hear.